You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 205. Today, we're talking to Jason Brown of The Brown Report and how he built a multiple, multiple six-figure business while still holding down a full-time job. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast, an edition that is quickly becoming one of my favorite segments of the podcast. And it's quickly becoming so many of our listeners. We're getting so much feedback from you guys. And that's sharing the stories, the tips and advice of different entrepreneurs similar to you that are in similar situations and have similar circumstances and have been able to produce and create incredible things. And I got to say, Jason's story, which you're going to hear here in just a minute, is powerful. You know, when you listen to Jason, he's probably one of the kindest, down to earth, most humble, like just loving guy. I've known Jason personally in person for about three years, two and a half, three years. Uh, he's come to three of our BBD live events. He was just at our last one that we just had last week. He's also a member of my inner circle mastermind. He was a student of video traffic Academy way back in 2011, 2012 when he was just getting started. In fact, that's how he started finding his audience was over on YouTube. So Jason, he's the founder of thebrownreport.com and he teaches stocks and options trading to like the average Joe or the average Jane. And he's got a series of online courses and a membership and online products that teach people all over the world how to do this. He's been running this business for about five or six years now. But one of the things that makes his story just so freaking incredible is that he took this business to over $500,000 a year in revenue while still holding down a full-time job. Now, this isn't just like a full-time job like he works 40 hours at Starbucks. No, Jason was the regional manager at Cox Communications. Like this is a six-figure a year salary job and he did this while building this business on the side. And it wasn't until just over a year ago that he finally decided to retire and do this business full-time. However, his version of full-time is quite different. So if you currently have a job, if you currently have other responsibilities, a career, et cetera, and you're moonlighting it, you're doing this part-time, this is going to be one of the most powerful, inspiring episodes ever. I've been waiting for a long time to get Jason on the show because his perspective about blending business and career is so unique and it's so different than really anyone I've ever heard. In fact, we were talking before the show how most people are just so eager to get rid of the job and that they jump ship too early. And it's just such an inspiring story and really to get you to challenge the existing beliefs and stories you have about your job 
and what you think it's doing to prevent you from running a successful online business. So I don't want to waste any more time. I want to jump into this episode with you right now. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with Mr. Jason Brown of the Brown Report himself. Jason, how's it going? Fantastic, man. Glad to be here. I'm really grateful to have you on the show. Just saw you a couple days ago at BBD Live, so it was, it was awesome to see you there. And right. I know you're a new dad, so congratulations on that. It's exciting times. Oh, uh, thanks. Then I'm going to see you again in two weeks. Oh. In circle me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So if you're not sick of me yet, you will be by then. <laughs> um, right. So one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on and share your story is primarily because I think you just have such a you have taken such a unique perspective and spin on how you've approached the incredible business that you've built. And I can still remember like your comments and posts coming in back in Video Traffic Academy days where you were making YouTube videos and um, <laughs> and, and building your audience there. Today you have over 1 million views on your YouTube channel, is that right? Oh, we were probably over two or three million views on the total channel, but yeah. Dang. Okay. That's, that's awesome. So again, one of the unique perspectives guys for you listening is that just up until a year ago, so how long have you been building the online business now? So I've been building the online business. I believe it's going on five years, but I always say three years seriously. Cause like for two years, I was just kind of dabbling, trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Well, for five years or three years, up until last year, Jason still held a full-time career and built this multiple six-figure business, moonlighting it on the side. And it was something that you said to me that I think was like such a profoundly unique perspective, which was basically on the lines of, I'm not trying to just replace my full-time job, I want to be able to create something that can replace the same type of income and revenue without replacing the full-time hours that I spend in my job. So if that's what I want to create, I should be able to do it on the side. And you did, like you absolutely did. Can you speak a little bit more to that and like what your thinking process was as you built this online business? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's what's so powerful about just the words business by design, because you're truly designing a business that works for you. And it's so easy to look at other people's businesses, uh, but you have to look at your industry and say, how do I want this to work for me? And how do I want my life to look when it's quote unquote, not over, but when it's built, when it's built, what does my life look like? And not I'll build it, then I'll scale back on the hours or change. And so when I looked at building the online business, you know, there's a couple of things. Well, if you take a step back, and this is my philosophy in business period. I was like, first of all, how do I get paid 24 hours a day, seven days a week? <laughs> you know, my mentor once told me there's 24 hours in a day. How come you get paid on eight of them? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, how do you make money around the clock? And so that first initially got me thinking. So when I was looking to build something, I'm like, how do I build something that I could get paid 24 hours around the clock? And so when you talk about the YouTube videos, you know, people watch the videos around the clock. And when you can run webinars around the clock, you can get paid 24 hours a day. It's not 
time depending upon you. And this, when you're asleep, someone else is awake, different things like that. So that was the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is I wanted it to be location independent. So when I look at a franchise or something like that, like a McDonald's, I can only make money on that street corner. So like only the people who drive by that corner is where I get paid. Yeah. And I said, how do I open up the entire world to be my market? And then the third thing was I wanted it to be part-time because when I went full-time while I was working my full-time job, I was like, when I go full-time, I don't want to work it full-time or else all I did was build myself a job. And so the challenge to me was how can you build this thing part-time while working your full-time job? I was a regional manager for a major cable company running three different sales divisions. So it was a, uh, you know, I made over six figures, pretty good job, the health care, the benefits, all that good stuff. And so I wasn't just going to walk away from that. I wanted to build a lifestyle. And so when I looked at the online business, I didn't want to like use the excuse of like, well, if I had more time, if I could do this during the day, I was like, Jason, you need to figure this thing out right now, part-time. So that way, when you go full-time, you're not working it full-time. And what most people don't realize is, Typically, if you can't figure it out part time, you usually can't figure it out full time because all you'd be doing is the same, more of the same thing. And so you need to figure out how to manage your time. That was the challenge. I'm like, how do I manage my time? How do I put in work in these small periods of time? How do I outsource? How do I automate? And if I couldn't figure that out part time, I felt like I didn't deserve to quit my job Mm. because I haven't figured out how to truly systematize this thing. And I knew that quitting my job too soon, only thing it ever does is put stress on your business. It puts unnecessary stress on your business because you quit before you figured it out. Right. So and then, was- and then financial stuff starts coming in and there's a lot of fear that you're operating from of I've got, I've got to make this work. And if it doesn't, I got to go back. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I- and the beauty about, building it while I was working a full-time job. I never looked at the business like it has to work because I had that full-time job. But what I was able to do is as the money started coming in, I was able to buy a better microphone, a better camera. Hmm. I was able to experiment with ads. And so all of the things I was able to hire a second person, hire a third person. And so all of those things were able to happen because I didn't need the income to overexceed what I made pay taxes and try to invest and try to hire somebody, you would have had the four and five and 10 X, not just your revenue, your profit. And that just puts too much stress on the business. Yeah. So take us like, I know this is like three to five years in the making, but what did that look like? Even just on the timeline, like I love that you were already thinking of outsourcing and automating from the get go, but were you like getting up earlier before work or just moonlighting at night, like working on the weekends? What did that look like specifically? Yeah. So it's funny, my wife, not on this podcast, but she'd have a a (laughs) interesting story to tell you. Cause like we had just got married and literally, you know, the first two years of the marriage probably wasn't the best for her. Cause I was in the back room all day trying to figure this out. So I would work the full-time job, then I would come home and go and, you know, we kiss and then boom, I'd go straight to the back room. I'd eat in front of the computer. I'd be watching tutorials on how to build a website, how to, I'm looking up membership plugins. I'm just researching all this stuff. And so pretty much every day I worked and then I got off about anywhere between six and seven. And when I got home, 
I was in the back room from like seven to you know midnight, wow. sometimes two a.m. in the morning, trying to figure this out because I didn't have any money. I had had my investments going, but I didn't have money for the business. So I was bootstrapping and everything. So I needed to figure out how everything worked, and I also didn't want to get taken when I did finally go to hire somebody. So for me, I was just very interested in how does this entire system and machine work. So I would spend all my nights in the back looking up this stuff. When I would take my lunch breaks at work, I would I would have a book with me or I'd have a YouTube video on my phone or I'd have a course on my phone and I'd have it downloaded and just listen to a module. In my car, I was listening to podcasts. So I just took every opportunity unless I was sleeping, every opportunity really to learn. And and it was just a grind. I love that. That is so awesome. What was, what was driving you? Because I have to imagine you were tired after working a full day. You know, the biggest thing that was driving me is the desire to have more. And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm sure you, you know, you're friends with Pat Flynn. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to Pat's podcast and I remember Shane and Jocelyn Sams were like school teachers and he was selling like football lessons and stuff like that. And, and today we're good friends. But I just was like pissed when I heard that podcast and not <laughs> pissed because they're not good people. I'm like, how can they make money selling lesson plans? And he's selling his foot. He was a football coach and he gave away the offense and sold the defense. And I'm like, he, this guy's making money selling offense and defense. And I can't figure out how to teach people one of the most important things, which is how to invest in the stock market. And I had some success. I had made over six figures in the market. And so I was just pissed. I'm like, how I kept hearing about people making money selling stuff. I don't want to disrespect their product. I'm just saying, well, let me just put it on myself. I looked at my product and said, if these people are selling that, how can you not get your message out here? How can you not figure out how to build a system around what you know. And so I just, I was competitive, man. I said, mm-hmm. I gotta figure this out. And so that's really what was driving me. I don't wanna say the money was driving me because I had a good life. We had the six, you know, over six figures. I had the healthcare, I had, you know, the nice car, all that stuff. I didn't have per se the time, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was just, I knew that I had more in me and I was just passionate about figuring it out. I was like, Jason, can you figure this out? And that was like the biggest challenge to me. I couldn't quit until I figured it out. It was personal. Yeah, I love I love that. Going back to that time, what was the biggest thing that was preventing you from getting it out or, or getting more sales? Like obviously you, you, you have that today, that reach and, and the customers. What was the thing you hadn't figured out yet? So I was just, we just had our team meeting the day earlier. And what I said to my team was after coming back from BBD Live, I was like, guys, we just have to do the basic thing very well. Mm. And if you ask me what was stopping me from getting it off the ground is I was not doing the basic thing very well. And we make this business complicated. So when I first launched, you know, I wanted to go straight into a membership site. And so I'm like, I'm a stock trader. I'm going to teach everyone what I know and they're going to see me trade. And what happened was people eventually were buying my product. It's a whole nother story about how I created the product and nobody bought it. Um, but maybe <laughs> say that for another, another day. But I never had more than six or seven members paying me like $30 a month, something like that. And so people would cancel. And I was like, reach out to them like, hey, just, you know, how's it going? Why'd you cancel? And people would say like, it's too advanced. Like I mm. need, I need the basics. And 
I had my ego. I was like, well, I don't teach the basics. Like I'm an investor. I'm an options trader. Like you learn the basics somewhere else. Then you come to me. And I finally realized like, get out of your own way. People are telling you they need the basics. And so I went back, created a basic course. And once I created that basics course and started bringing people up through the levels, right? I started taking them from the free video up to the first basic course to the next course, which was options. Then they were ready for my coaching. And then the only thing left to do was figure out how to speed up that process. Once you had the process, I'm like, great. How do I bring them through those chains faster? Right. That was the name of the game. But once I figured that out, the floodgates opened. I love that. And then it was just about a year ago, you finally did decide to uh, retire from corporate life. What was July 5th? July 5th. Yeah. So July 4th is the country's freedom day. July 5th is my, <laughs> it's a double celebration, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm, I'm curious if you timed it like that perfectly. I did. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So other than it being right after 4th of July, was there anything else in play that really was the criteria for you deciding it, it is time to do this? Because I remember hanging out with you like like probably a year before that. And you're like, no, you you just didn't even seem like, no, there's, there's no reason to quit. Not yet, at least. How did you know it was time? So one of the things I was also taught from, a, you know, I had these different people I look up to or random mentors at different points in my life. And I remember asking him, I was in network marketing and I said, how do you know when it's time to go full time? Cause you know, you have a good month and the next month not so good. And I never forget what he said, a guy named Jamie Forte. He said, when the money knocks you over and I'm like, I, I finally get it. He said, you don't go full time till the money knocks you over until you're losing money because you can continue working. And so that's the point that I was at. I was at a point where I made like, I think I made like 110 or 115,000 at work. In my first year we had did like three, I think 360 or 380. And then the next year we did a little over 400. And so I'm like, you know, first year I didn't want to quit because I'm like, well, let me make sure this is not a fluke. Mm-hmm. Let me get through tax season and all that stuff right. and make sure this is consistent. And then the second year, we, you know, we did again, plus a little more. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm 4Xing what I made at work. And then it got to a point where people were asking for different things that I couldn't offer. I couldn't be present in my forum. I couldn't be present for my assistant because I was at work. And I'll never forget the day that one of my team members needed something for me. And I told her, you know, it's going to have to wait because I needed to do something for, uh, I was working for Comcast at the time. And so I was like, I need to do something for Comcast. I needed to, because I had a team. I had, you know, like I said, I was regional manager. I had to do something for my team. And that moment was like, I'm neglecting something that's giving me four extra return. I'm neglecting my team members and my business that directly benefits me to build Brian Roberts' business, which is the CEO mm-hmm. of Comcast. And that was a that was a light bulb moment for me. That's when I officially said, you know, it's time to go. And then, you know, I'm a I'm a spiritual person too. And the other thing was, you know, I felt like God told me, like, someone else is waiting for your position at Comcast and they can't get that position as long as you're holding it down. Like wow. I, he has something else better for me over here. And I'm not stepping into what I was called for. And I'm also blocking somebody else's blessing who would be happy to get promoted 
to the regional manager position. And that's really when I said, it's, it's time to go. It's time to let this yeah. go. Yeah. And was there a big amount of time from that decision until July 5th? So it was three months okay. because I had been with the company for five years and being at the position I was in, I wanted to make sure they found the right person. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't leaving cause I was mad. I didn't hate the company. You know, some people I hate my boss. That wasn't me. I, I was, I feel like these people gave you an opportunity to provide for your family. They gave you healthcare, they gave you benefits, they gave you a salary. Don't get mad at them because they didn't give you a million dollar opportunity. It was never designed for you to become a millionaire or financially independent. It was designed for you to be okay and take care of, you know, yeah. basic needs. And so I gave them three months because I wasn't bitter. I wanted to make sure I left the company with the same value that I brought to the company. I wanted to leave them in a good place. Yeah, that's awesome. And did they find out at all ever that like, did they know what you were doing on the side? Did that ever come up or? They, they knew because my license, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up in the Jag and it's like <laughs> Brown report on the license plate. And so the front plate said the Brown report. And then the back plate was a custom that said Brown report. And so I know oh people God. Googling me in my final days, people would be like, I listened to your podcast. I saw your videos. So it was, wow. it, it was a, it was funny because I felt like I had more respect for my boss because I think they couldn't figure out why I was still there either. Mm. And so I think they just respected my work ethic and integrity knowing I could have left and I didn't, but I also never slacked off in my final days. I love it. That's so, that's so awesome. And it sounds like it, it never got your business, never got in the way of jeopardizing your work at the cable company. Otherwise they probably would have said something a lot sooner. Yeah, um, absolutely. And again, that was part of the integrity piece. It's like, I didn't want to slack off on what I was doing for them because once you have that energy, that work ethic, you're going to bring that into your business. You're going to right. slack off in your own business. And so wow. I just wasn't going to allow that to happen because I didn't need that to be part of my DNA. So I've got, I, I have to imagine that everyone listening here, who's just like loving this story. Cause it's, it's so cool to hear. <laughs> it really, it really is. I think it's such a unique story. What has life and business been like for you since July 5th of last year? So since July 5th of last year, you know, I, sometimes I do feel guilty because I'm like, mm -hmm. I work one day a week, literally, uh, which is today, Monday, I do my two hour live webinar for our members from eight to 10, where we look for new trades. And literally Monday is Friday. Cause like I work on Monday for those two or three hours. And then I don't necessarily have to work again till next Monday. So that in itself is a blessing you know, from the pictures probably saw, we were able to buy a house on the lake here in Michigan and I always call that a, what do they do house? And <laughs> I love that. I, what do they do? <laughs> yeah. Because I used to go over other people's houses and I'm like, you know, I'm tapping whoever brought me like, Hey, what do they do? You know? <laughs> and I was like, we finally have a, what do they do house? And mm. it's so cool that, you know, we just had our baby girl, Kayla, she's six weeks old. And literally to be home every day with my wife, to not have to request time off, to you know not have to worry about the finances or anything like that, it's just been truly a blessing. So within that year of quitting, revenue has gone up as well as profit in the business, bought our dream home, and we've we've got pregnant and had a baby. So I mean, it's just been a phenomenal yeah. you know last two years or so. That's so awesome, man. I'm just, I'm just like smiling ear to ear for you. What are the rest of the What does the rest of the week normally look like? I mean, obviously now with uh, daddy duty, it's it's probably changed a little bit. But is it spent like doing hobbies, having fun, or what? 
you know, sometimes it's just spent doing stuff around the house. I find like I do have time now to help my family out, you know, help my mother, help my brother. It's weird. Like, it's not necessarily that I just do fun stuff every day. Although, you know, we'd be on the lake hanging out or jumping in the lake and hmm. swimming and all that stuff. But like, you also, I also have more time just to help and be present. And yeah. so it feels good to be able to hit the gym. It feels good to be able to go grocery shopping in the middle of the day and beat the traffic. It's just, it's a lifestyle, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lifestyle like no other. I love it. And you're just like, so down to earth and so humble about this, which I just, I just love. I've always loved that about you. So, and, and thank you for just sharing this story. Cause I know it's, it's so inspiring. So to start to wrap this up, what is the advice you have for the person right now? That's really struggling with that juggle. They've got the job or the career it's full time or close to full time. And they've started or thinking about starting the business, but there's those stories of, I can't do both. I don't have the time. I've got to quit, you know, and make this thing work. What are your thoughts and uh, words of wisdom for that person? So a few things come to mind is, you know, you have to look within themselves and say, why can't I figure this out part-time? Like what is literally stopping me? Cause when you, when you really dissect it, it's typically not your job that's holding you back. And, but we like to blame our jobs. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just had to look at myself and said, you know, when I peeled back the layers, it was like, I didn't have time management. I didn't have the systems in place. You know, I wasn't waking up early, going to bed late. You know, I wasn't doing what I needed to do to be successful. And so I would encourage them to really look inside versus outwardly and say, you know, that's the reason I'm not successful because how do you ever balance both without putting your family in jeopardy if you're going to curse the only thing that you have, which is your job and your time. And so I would encourage them to turn around and look at their job as an asset. And so from that standpoint, you know, how can you hire out the things that you can't get done? Because chances are when you go full time, if you already have someone in place doing whatever it is you think you can't do because of your job, then when you go for a time, you already come out having that leverage or it's two of you doing it now. And so you should get twice the result and you're doing it because you want to, not because you have to. So really just changing their mindset um, about their job, how they use their time and then using their money for their job as an investment for their business. I'm telling you, when it comes to the quality of videos, outsourcing, having cameras, spending you know, five to ten, twenty dollars a day. I remember at my peak, we were spending ten thousand a month on YouTube as two years in a row, a hundred thousand dollars, two years in a row. And the job allowed me to test and experiment with that money until we figured it out. And I didn't necessarily need the money to pay bills or anything like that. So I really encourage that person to look at their job differently, look at their finances differently and see how they can invest in getting the reach and invest in getting the team and invest in getting the software to build the systems. And they'll yeah. realize that typically the job was a blessing that they didn't quit too soon mm. and that they figured out the intangible things to make a person successful. I love it. And how big is your team right now? My team it is, we have three. So one person for customer service, we just brought on one person to handle social media. And mm. then I have an integrator slash assistant. Nice. Love it. So just three. That's well, it. Four, including you. Yeah, four, <laughs> One four. day a week. <laughs> That's three mostly. 
<laughs> Do they work more than one day a week? Yeah, they typically work anywhere between 25 and 30 hours, roughly. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Jason, tell us really quickly how we can learn more about you, how we can follow you, how we can learn more about all the work you do. Yeah. They can check me out at thebrownreport.com. Again, my industry is I'm a stocks and options trader. So I teach people how to trade in the stock market, just everyday average regular people who want to take a portion of their income and see if they can get a better return than, you know, anywhere else. Uh, so they can check me out at the Brown Report on Instagram. I'm at Brown Report, YouTube, the Brown Report, you name it. So everywhere, the Brown Report, just come to the brownreport.com. Love it. Love it. Okay. Jason, thank you again for sharing your story. I love it. Any final words, any final thoughts to call this episode complete? Yeah. I would just encourage people to play the long game. I think a lot of people come into this industry and if it doesn't work, in six months or 12 months, they really give up. And it took me five years to get to this point. I like to ask people, like you trying to build financial freedom, financial independence, wealth, help all these people, get your message out there. And I like to ask them, is that all it took to knock you off your dream like six Mm -hmm. months? Is that all it took was $100 of Facebook ads and you didn't get the turnout on the webinar? Like, that's it. That's the thing that knocked you off your horse from living your dream, building wealth for your family. And, you know, when you look at it like that, it's kind of silly. Like, oh, that's the reason I quit because I didn't get the webinar registration numbers or, you know, I, I tried Facebook ads and it didn't work. I tried them too. And then I found out my audience was more on YouTube. But what if I had quit? I spent a couple hundred or thousand on Facebook ads. So I just encourage people to play the long game and really think about what they're willing to sacrifice to get to their dreams. Cause it's not, you know, they say there's no success without sacrifice and the price of freedom ain't free. So Love go it. after this thing. Yes. Jason Brown, ladies and gentlemen, we'll link up all of his details and website inside the show notes for you. So you can check them out, learn more about Jason, what he does, how he helps people and uh, how to follow him all over social media. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share your story. And thank you guys for tuning in to another Wednesday edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. We'll see you all next time on another episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is, this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate, and we can get started right now.